Amazon is doing its classic posturing again, this time on GTINs or UPC codes or EANs. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. In this short news beat, I'll be discussing how I think you probably should be reactive and not proactive to this said posturing. So this particular uh, news post that went out uh, says, Reminder, provide product IDs or GTINs for listings. We all know that. That's been in place about a decade now where you have to load a UPC code to get something live on Amazon. Now, with that said, there is a GTIN exemption thing that you can fill out, but I've always kind of never liked it. Uh, I think that the exemption form causes massive data issues, and I've seen it on accounts time and time again. Just the other day, I had this video where I helped somebody load a UPC to a listing that previously had the GTI and exemption, and then it immediately fixed its missing secondary images. One case and point. Uh, but this particular post is starting to posture and basically indicate that Amazon is going to start validating your GTIN against the GS1 database, which causes a huge game changer if that happens. So for now, I recommend that you're reactive and not proactive to this. If you've not purchased your UPCs from GS1 to date, I wouldn't make any changes quite yet. However, if you've ever purchased a GTIN code or UPC code from GS1 uh, for your brand, even once, you must continue doing so permanently. Failure to do that will result in them rejecting all future UPC codes. But in situations where you've never loaded uh, a GTIN purchase from GS1 directly and you've bought retired ones off eBay, by the way, I do that every time, uh, then I would not take any action quite yet. In this particular post, it goes on to talk about like if you have a problem, it's going to show up in your fix your product section. So this is what that looks like. And in here, you get things like out of stock or closed listings, stuff like that. But what I don't have a drop down for yet on my Momster account is anything related to GTIN codes. And, and again, I've never once purchased from GS1. I did have GS1 do a live Q&A session with us. I'll link to that here if you're curious to hear what they're saying. Uh, one of the biggest updates from that particular interview was that they now have cheaper options to purchase UPC codes in a single purchase capacity. That's pretty new information most people don't know about. Uh, they have a subscription model for all other you know, purchases. So if you've got more than five or 10 UPCs, the subscription model might be the way to go. So this letter says to fix the ASINs, contact us, submit a letter of authorization or licensing agreement that meets the following criteria. Include the name and address of the brand's rights owners, legible. Include the manufacturer's name and contact information. That might be the same if you're the brand owner and the manufacturer. Include the seller's legal business name. Include the seller's physical address. Must be in English. And include a GS1 certificate. So what's uh, of note here is all this information I've got highlighted here. This is your common information that Amazon looks for on legal letters or notifications that you give Amazon. So this is a good one to like save in your, your Dropbox, Evernote, or desktop, or Google Docs, or whatever. Uh, because whenever you have to show Amazon some level of authority, this is the sort of thing they're looking for. The one call out is the GS1 certificate. So they recommend 
you obtain your GTINs directly from GS1 and not from other third parties selling GTIN licenses to ensure the appropriate information is reflected in the GS1 database. For information on licensing EANs or UPCs from GS1, refer to the GS1 website. So the thing I really don't like about the whole purpose or process behind this is the whole idea of a UPC code is to have the ability to identify your product across every marketplace, right? And we've lost the whole point of this process, right? So Amazon puts in policies to raise the bar, right? They, they want to make it harder and harder to sell on Amazon. And some of you are like, why would they do that? It's because they're entering the maturity phase of their platform. And what basically happens when, when a platform enters its maturity phase is they have more sellers than they need. They need to kick out some of the lesser preferred sellers. That's what's happening here. This is also why you see uh, aggregators uh, who go out and acquire FBA businesses show up and start throwing money around and offering to buy businesses out because a lot of the less sophisticated sellers are like, well, you know, Amazon's made it hard for me today. I can't even load my own UPC codes to my catalog. That offer over there looks pretty sexy. I might as well take it. Don't take the bait, in my opinion. Uh, don't sell out. But if you are going to sell out, do it the right way. You know, use a use a broker or uh, you know, I've got a I've got a website that I have information on every Amazon aggregator. Uh, and again, I prefer you don't sell. I, I obviously lose money if you sell out because I make money when you do business with me, right? But I did hedge a little bit. Right. If you want to be introduced to an Amazon aggregator, check out this page. You can just type in AmazonAggregators.com uh, and it will pull this up. And I'll put a link to this in the description. But basically, uh, I go through like what aggregators are looking for and information on each aggregator. And there's almost 100 of them now. If you are an aggregator watching this video and you want to be added to this page, just reach out to me and I'll get you added in. Um, but back to our main topic with GTINs and UPCs. If if you were to go out right now and try and be proactive about this, I bet you would actually cause more problems on your account. The key word in here is the word recommended, right? Right there. And, and until you have a notice directly in your fixture products listings, I would take zero action. I would not change your methodologies. Now, if you were going to launch a brand new brand who's never had UPC codes before, maybe you should consider buying the UPC codes from uh, GS1 directly just to hedge for your future future products, right? But for your past products, not a chance. I wouldn't make any changes. If you were to try and switch the UPC code on a product today, you would have to give them a letter and all this information, like just totally bogus amounts of effort. So it's not worth it, simply not worth it. It could also cause data problems and have issues where you load a second UPC to a listing that already has one and then, and then the, the, the data corrupts and that could cause additional problems. So this is a hurry up and wait situation. We've seen Amazon posture all the time in the past. They've postured two years ago about shortening titles down to 50 characters. What Whatever came of that? Almost nothing, right? Like some categories did like throw down some shortened characters. I think supplements like went down to 80 characters or something like that. But like in situations where Amazon's posturing, you should always wait it out. Always, always wait it out. And that's why I've emphasized that so many times in this video because I know there's a lot of you out there that are just like, I'm not so sure, what should I do here? That's why I made this video because I think a lot of people are uncertain 
And Amazon's policies create a lot of uncertainty. And that's probably the number one problem I have with their lack of transparency, especially when they posture, right? Some some bear cat, my funny way of saying bureaucrat, uh, is sitting over in Amazon and they're, they're looking at the legal liabilities and the problems that they're getting and the fact that they can now be sued for products and the courts and all that stuff. And they're like, well, how do we solve this? What do we do? Well, that's why they required certificates of analysis on every supplement's product instead of just one category ungating, right? They're creating these additional barriers to entry so that Amazon can make money and not be sued. And they have plenty of people selling products. And they know if you don't sell your product to the consumer, some other seller will. And, and so they're no longer trying to add SKU count. They're now trying to uh, focus on basically, you know, servicing the customer as quickly as possible and get them out the door. So that's that's my take, guys. Uh, feel free to throw your take in the comment section. What are you going to do? You're going to go buy your, do you currently buy your GS1 codes from GS1 right now? Leave that in the comment section. Or if you've bought them from another source, where do you buy them? I, I buy them off eBay. Uh, and don't plan on making any changes until uh, Amazon forces me to, which has been uh, what I've always done with all Amazon posturing from here on out. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. If you have any questions, leave it in the comment section. I read every single comment myself. And don't hesitate to join us on Fridays at noon Eastern Standard Time for a live Q&A. Thanks so much.